nice little route there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Good route. Also cars. Mm-hmm. We take a lot of gas and big engines. <laughs> To Hello? Did the call drop? I mean, that's what I've had to do sometimes. Giving hope, walking in the truth. Praying for. Am I taking a day off? Holiday. No one's taking the day off. I hear you, Mona. <laughs> That's Michael, actually. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Mike. I sound like Mona? Huh? No, I didn't hear you. Okay, I have to change my voice. I'm going to add a little bass to it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Michael. (laughs) Good morning. This is Anita. Good morning, Anita. Welcome to the call. Thank you. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Is there anyone that would like to say good morning?
Good morning, good morning. Happy 4th of July, declare victory. My name is Elsie. I am your hostess. Is there anyone that would like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Welcome to the call this morning. (laughs) Good morning, and thank you. Good morning, it's Pretty Patrice. Good morning, and happy Saturday, Elsie. Happy Saturday, Pretty Patrice. Good morning, sis. Good morning, bruh. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Was there anyone that would like to say good morning on the call this morning? Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Elsie. It's Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the call. Good morning, Elsie. Good morning, family. This is Brother Dwayne. Good morning, Dwayne. Can't wait to hear what you and Sarah have for us today. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that would like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Barbara. Happy Saturday. Which Barbara? Is it Lodi? No, Barbara and El Sobrani. Okay. Good morning, Barbara from El Sobrani. Welcome to the call this morning. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that would like to say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that would like to say good morning or say hello? Happy 4th of July. This is Charlene, the finisher, Elsie. Good morning. Happy 4th. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that would like to say good morning? Good morning, family. This is Bubbly. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Bubbly. Good morning, Elsie. This is Priscilla. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Good 
Good morning, Happy Priscilla. Welcome morning. to the call this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Does anyone would like to say hello or good morning? Good morning. This is Leomi. Uh, happy 4th of July. Good morning, Lenolia. Welcome to the call this morning. Thank you. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that would like to say good morning or say hello? Good morning. This is Noella. Good morning. Welcome to the call. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anyone that would like to say hello or good morning? Mm-hmm. Who's this? This is Noella. Good morning. Good morning. Happy fourth. Happy fourth. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Declare Victory. It's time to get started. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Elsie. I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, Pacific time, to edify and equip you in the power and encourage and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in July for our monthly theme entitled Wisdom. Our wonderful and gifted declarers will definitely bless you. We encourage you to partner up with Declare Victory in giving an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org, paypal.me slash declarevictory, or cash app, dollar sign at declarevictory. Again, those websites are declarevictory.org, paypal.me slash declarevictory, or cash app, dollar sign, I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father. We return to you for giving and trusting in him. There are no prayer requests on the app. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Sarah. The declaration will be brought to you by Duane and Sarah. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarers, Duane and Sarah. Again, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Sarah. 
The declaration was brought to you by Sarah and Louise. Please put your phone on mute. Thank you. Then we will go right into closing comments by, by Sarah and Dwayne. The scripture for today is James 3.17. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is, is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submission, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing and doing of the Holy Word. At this time, we ask you to make sure your phone is on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call over to our prayer warrior, Sarah. Have a blessed day and happy fourth and safe fourth, everyone. Hi, Sarah, if you're praying, please put your phone off mute. Can you hear me, Elsie? I can hear you now. Thank you. Lord, we just we just thank you for this beautiful day. We come to you humbly, Lord, as your children. Lord, we know how much you love us. You know, we know, Lord, that the things that concern us, Father God, the things in our heart, the things that are on our minds, Father God, that that you're right here, you're listening, Father God. And so this morning we have some things to bring before your throne, God. We have some things that we, we, we want to request. We have some things that we want to ask for, that we want to seek, that we want to search out, Father God. Lord, we, we uh, position our hearts this morning at the throne of God, and we just say, Lord, we need to get wisdom. God, we have a lot going on in our world today. And we cannot look at the things around us. We must fix our eyes upon Jesus. I pray, Father God, that you would help us to position our hearts, position our mind, position our souls, position our spirits, Father God. I pray, Lord, that you would uh, begin to allow us each to, be, to, to get our hearts ready to receive what you have for each and every person this morning, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that you want to give wisdom freely, Father God, that wisdom is something that you will pour out unto those that walk uprightly, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that we can ask and we can receive. We can receive in so many different areas of our life, of our government, of our world, of our nation, Father God. Lord, our nation needs healing. We need healing, Father God. We need your hand to touch this nation. I pray for governmental wisdom and our leaders, our pastors, our mayors, our um, politicians, our president, Father God. 
I pray for uh, each and every person, Father God, that is a prayer warrior. I pray, Father God, that we that we sit at the throne this morning and we listen because, Lord, you have things you want to say to us. Because it's not about us. We need to get out of the way and we need to listen to what you want to say, Father God. I pray, Father God, that you would, you would give us this morning revelation. You would give us downloads. You would open up our ears to hear from heaven, heaven wisdom. Father God, let your fire fall this morning. May your Holy Spirit burn in our spirits, Father God. May he speak a, a sound word to us, Father God, purifying us, sanctifying us, drawing us closer, more intimate into you, Father God. May we rest on your chest this morning, Father God, and hear the heart of the Father. I pray, Lord, that we will hear your heartbeat in our lives, our children's lives, our future, our are the kings of the countries, Father God, the leaders of this nation, Father God. I pray, Lord, that you would just speak very specific to us this morning. And I just pray, Lord, that you would help us to cry out to you. I pray, Lord, that you would teach us that we can raise a hallelujah no matter where we are at, Father God, that we can praise you, we can worship you. We're not about to let the rocks cry out. We are going to worship you and we're going to praise you, Father God, and we are going to see walls fall. So I just pray that everybody on this call would go ahead and unmute and begin to praise and worship and, and pray to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who is over heaven and earth. Oh, hallelujah. We Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank
Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. We bless your holy name, God, in the mighty name of our Traveling grace for but if we have the bitter
that when I begin, when I start thinking about wisdom, I every, actually all through my life, you think about wisdom, I think of some old guy somewhere with all this knowledge and understanding and wisdom. And, and I didn't really think that it was something that I could have, you know, just, you know, certain people. But wisdom is a gift from heaven. It is, and we're going to talk about what the requirements are a little bit later. There's requirements, not many, but there are requirements in order to get to get wisdom. But let's start talking about a little bit about what wisdom is. So Dwayne's going to give us a good definition. He's going to give us an understanding of what wisdom is to be to begin with. Oh, praise God. So. Um, so the regular, you know, definition of wisdom as a whole, uh, a couple of things here, the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment, the quality of being wise, uh, the soundness of an action or decision with regard to the application of experience, knowledge, and good judgment, um, not just being knowledge itself, but what do you do with that? You can read all the books and, and listen to media feed and do whatever and have a whole lot of knowledge, and a lot of people are doing that. Uh, but there's not a not like right now <laughs> that, that we're experiencing that people are, can hit the quotes and the numbers and, and, and whatnot, and, and this person did this wrong and all this kind of stuff, but we're not practicing a lot of wisdom. What do you do with that info? You can be so full of knowledge and just use it for destruction. Can can you be wise with that? Um, so the biblical terminology of wisdom. Um, just a moment here. So wisdom is the ability to, it, it, on a biblical sense, the ability to think and act using knowledge, experience, understanding, common sense, and insight. Wisdom is associated with the attributes such as unbiased judgment, compassion, experiential self-knowledge, self-transcendence, and non-attachment, and virtues such as ethics and benevolence. Um, there's times often with whether it be my 18-year-old, my 15-year-old, or 15-year-old, or our 8-year-old, um, a lot of times I'm just stop, just saying stop and think. Just put a time out. Don't just react. Don't just jump to, like, our kids, like anyone else, are hearing all this different stuff and gathering all this information, being told this left, right, and the other. And to you can react to it, and there's no wisdom in that. You're just like, I'm triggered, I go off on it, or I shoot off at the mouth and just say stuff I've heard. Like, all this stuff, this information came in, and they'll quote it to us, right? And, and a lot of us are guilty of this. Oh, I heard this, and you just react and you give the numbers. Okay, that's well and fine. That's coming from someone, but you don't know, you know, is that coming, what direction is that coming from? What position is that coming from? Um, um, what is the agenda behind that? Wisdom would be, okay, let's stop for a second take this in, breathe, ask my daddy, <laughs> ask the Heavenly Father about some advice, and then what do I do with this information? Is it sound information? What's the source come from? Like, take a moment 
take a time out because God doesn't rush anything. God is never in a hurry. And that includes his wisdom. You know, God is that still soft voice in the midst of a tornado and a hurricane. Stop and pause, reflect, and then let him breathe on that. That is wisdom. Yeah, I like that. Um, also, if anybody still has not muted their phone, I can hear like a little something in the background. Could you go ahead and just uh, look look on your phone and see if it's muted and, and mute it? Um, the Hebrew word for wisdom is hakmot. I hope I'm saying that correctly. It's probably got, you know, it's H-A-K-M-O-T. And actually, it's a female plural um, of wisdom. And I, my husband and I, we just chatted last night about why did um, Solomon refer to wisdom as a woman? And, and actually, there's really no explanation biblically as to why. why. But some of the things, some of the ideas, I guess, the theories um, that we had was he, he wrote, I think, a lot um, to his son. And um, when we think about the things that we chase after and the things that, that catch our eye, especially as a young man, or maybe even what uh, King David would have passed along to Solomon is this, um, you know, he was trying to communicate, look, son, a woman is probably, you know, if you look to the world, um, the woman you're going to be chasing after, that's not going to lead you nowhere. <laughs> you know, look what happened to poor King David, right? Solomon was a byproduct of, of, of King David's um, temptation. He, I, you know, I, I like, I would like to think that he was uh, communicating to Solomon about what to chase after, and that wisdom is is more precious than any any jewel. It's, it's more precious than anything you can. It's there's not a cost you can put on it. It's priceless. Wisdom is something you want to chase after because it is the beginning of all um, understanding. And um, what I what I like about this, you know, learning about this was there's a theme when you start looking at all the different types of verses, and I'll go through them. There's a theme in which there's a requirement that it, that um, that God puts before, right? So he, King Solomon, and all the kings before him, uh, they worshipped whatever idols that their um, women brought in, you know, and the Lord wanted them to worship the only one true God. And Solomon went into the camp of the enemy into where the idols were. This is found by base uh this is found in um based in first Kings three, sixteen through twenty eight, which um Dwayne will talk about. Um but he, he sacrificed. There was there was there was a sacrifice that took place. He he sacrificed a thousand bulls in the enemy's camp, and then God was pleased with that because he did. He was basically in the face of the enemy. He was saying, "I'm only gonna I'm gonna worship the one true God." And he and he made that sacrifice, and, and the Lord was pleased. And the Lord said, "You can have anything you want." And he of course asked for wisdom, and it was and he was the wisest man. 
if you look at um, Proverbs 2, 6, and 7, it says, The Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Which I think is interesting because when you read about um, how King Solomon verbed it with a female, um, as a female, wisdom as a, a female, and then and it, then and then and then Proverbs it says the Lord gives wisdom, so He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. And if you're reading along or you're writing this down, uh, circle that word upright. Um, and it's, it goes on to say He is a shield to those who walk again uprightly. If you if you also look at Hosea fourteen nine. It says, whoever is wise, let him understand these things. Whoever is discerning, let him know them. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the upright, circle upright again, walk in them, but transgressors stumble in them. There's a theme here. That word upright, and there's so many more verses, I'll tell you, where the Lord is saying, the number one requirement is to walk upright. And what's, what's the, what, I, what I think is always really interesting about um, right, being righteous, being, you know, is that the Lord is our righteousness. We simply have to surrender to him and, and let him make us righteous. And, and then he, we get all the goodies that come with it. So if you... Look, look at Ecclesiastics, Ecclesiastes 7.25. This will, this will be another, I would say it's like a formula. <laughs> it says, I turn my heart to know and to search out and to seek wisdom and the scheme of things. And to know the wickedness of folly and the foolishness that is madness. This verse really stuck out to me because we are living in a day and age where there's a whole heck of a lot of foolishness happening. And part of wisdom is knowing, is, is understanding and knowing what, what is our adversary, what is he doing? It says, know your adversary. Um, that word no is, is really important because when we're, when we're researching, when we're reading these scriptures, like Proverbs 4 and 5, it says, get wisdom, get understanding. And I think what, what I really love, and I, do I have it here? I'm not sure, but it says, yeah. So in Proverbs, it says, the beginning of wisdom is this. This is verse 5. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Actually, it's verse 7. 7. Verse 7. Get wisdom. And uh, to get wisdom means you, you walk uprightly. To get wisdom means you're being obedient. And according to this Ecclesiastes, now let's dig into that for a second, Ecclesiastes 7.25, because there's an actual step-by-step formula here. I turned my heart. That's step one. 
That's a positional action. You're positioning your heart. You're turning your heart, right, to know. And Dwayne and I talked about to know. Know comes from that word knowledge, but knowledge is something that you obtain. You research it. It's, it's, like, it's like, you know, when you need to buy uh, a new car and you're like, show me the car facts, right? <laughs> but you don't really know that car until you start driving it and, and feeling it and taking it places, right? That's, you can get all the facts all day long, but until you actually experience that thing, you're really not going to know. But this is saying, I turned my heart to know. It's, I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm like, um, anybody that, that gets into the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram seven. I'm a, I'm my husband's opposite of me. I am, I can be impulsive and I, I don't really care about details. I want to, I have a bigger plan. I'm a visionary. I see the big picture. And then my husband tries to help hone me in to see all the details and take everything into consideration before making a decision. But, um, I thank God for his grace because he allows me sometimes to jump into like a situation and then he covers me. <laughs> Wisdom is not doing that. Wisdom is actually taking the information in and making an applicable, making applicable decisions based on experience from prior experiences. And I will say that now that I'm getting older and I, I am getting a lot more mature in the sense of before I make any bigger decisions in my life, I'm definitely taking in all the information. And um, so to know, though, is different. It's, it's like I can, I can go on speed date, right? I could go to speed date when I was young or whatever. I never did this, by the way. But you know, on a speed date, you get all the information. You're like, oh, yeah, this is a person seems kind of cool. But then you, then you experience that person and you're like, what was I thinking, right? To, to know in that sense is to really um, experience it. So it's interesting that it says, I turned my heart to know, and then here's the second, here's the second part, and to search out, that's an action word, I mean, you, it's an action, and to seek wisdom, I'm already bored. I'm like, <laughs> for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to do all the steps. Yeah, we got to do all the steps. I got to turn my heart. I got to search it out. I need to seek it. And the scheme of a thing. Guys, this is, this is what discernment is. Wisdom, discernment is a byproduct of wisdom. So we're living in an age where you have to take all the information from everywhere, everything that's happening around us. You can take it in and process it, but you don't, don't, don't for one second try to process it on your own. You need to take that to the, to the Father and get wisdom. Yeah. And it's a, because there's a scheme behind it. The enemy is cunning. He's roaring around. You know, he's, he's, he's been around way longer than us, guys. So, there's no way we're ever going to be able to understand it, what he's up to, unless we get wisdom. And we don't get wisdom unless we walk uprightly and we actually do these things. Turn our hearts positionally, search out, and seek wisdom to know a scheme of a thing and to know the wickedness of folly and the foolishness that is madness. Guys, the Lord will show us the schemes of the enemy. He gives us insiders. 
when you spend time with him in the secret place, we just got, we just, it wasn't that long ago, we just talked about the secret place. When you spend time with him in the secret place and you turn your heart to know, it says know your adversary. That means the things that we've experienced where we knew that the enemy was attacking us or we went through those things, that is an experience and you're going to have a, a better insight. Don't think that things that you've been through where you felt attacked or the enemy has come after you or whatever, that th that was for naught. All of that was because you needed to experience to get to know the enemy in such a way. And you had to overcome that. You probably had a victory breakthrough because, or you're ha get about to have breakthrough because the thing of it is, is that experience is how you're going to know your adversary. You're like, wait a minute. I, this, this looks familiar. This feels familiar. I know this. This is, you're going to understand it. it's experience. Wisdom is taking what you know and applying it. And it's, and it's, and it's pausing before you jump into the next thing, right? So you maybe, maybe something's been offered to you, a new job or a new position in the church or another ministry. You have to take it to the Lord and because even those things, sometimes the enemy will set up as a trap. Mm -hmm. So you, you have to turn your heart to know you search, you seek to know the scheme of the enemy. I think there's just so much to chew on there. There's there's a lot to gather in and kind of want to look at some of the points out there. So um, I love in the beginning, like to if you want wisdom, first thing, get wisdom. Um, and also we made a conversation about why is it a woman? Well, I think to men, if, if a man's understanding this, you can recall when you're infatuated or fall in love with a woman, you seek after her with everything you've got, like all your time, everything you're investing. So like, I need to know, I need to get to know, I need to know all the things important to you and everything like that. Um, and so you have a hunger to gain more of it. But I love how God puts it so simply, well, if you want it, just go get it. Just come ask me for it. Because literally everything the Father does, every bit of advice in the Bible, everything that's stated is, I can tell you how to get, I'm giving you wisdom right here, free of charge. You know, just partake of it and take it in. A lot of times, you know, there's a saying of like, um, experience is the best teacher. I don't think that's true. It's probably the most effective because you've been there, been there. Oh, I can't hear myself. Can you hear me? Okay. Um, I've been there, done that, and so then I know not to go back into something per se. But um, for uh, for a lot of us, um, if, if you would go to the Lord and get advice from somebody that's been there, and not have to go through maybe the trials of it all, wouldn't that be more profitable to you? Now, maybe it doesn't hit as home and as deep. So there again, experience could be a, a better or, 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 you know, very effective, but it doesn't have to be the only one. And you can seek after God and let him give you wisdom in the midst of this. Knowledge can come from anywhere. Books, people, what have you, you can be in the gathered place, bring a b bunch of knowledgeable people and they can give you that information. And then, as Sarah said, how do you apply it from there? How do you utilize that? Well, as Sarah put, bring yourself into an upright position. 
seek after the Lord and the things he's advised you and how to just be, period. Like the Lord literally gives you ways in which, describes in which, how do you want to be wise? Okay, be an upright human being, be an upright in my, be my child, seek after me. Um, you know, when the, when the Lord says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added onto you. That's just wisdom. Get right with God, who is the giver of all things anyway. That's just wisdom. If you want, come to me and be with me, and I will just lavish you upon you because I just love you. Do you are you wise enough to know that he is truthful and he's not going to steer you wrong? Um, uh, Philippians 4, verse 8 says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Put your mind to to the things of beauty and purity because then you're going to have a better, you come from a better decision-making platform. And, and when Sarah read Ecclesiastes, you position your heart you know, for for the biblical sense, the heart is where you're, that's where you make your decisions. The if the Jews don't look at, okay, our brains are where, you know, biologically all our decision-making happens. Yes, we think with our brains, but you make decisions with your heart, your soul. Your soul makes the choices that you're actually going to move forward. And, and if you're led by your passions, if you're led by emotion, if you're led by your own desires and all the things that you want, the heart is also wicked, right? The Bible goes and tells you, the heart's a wicked place. Everything corrupt and whatever will come straight out of your heart. That is what defines a man. So if, you're, if I'm forcing that to then follow the ways of God, be purified by him, be transformed by him, and look to these things that are good, I will make some good decisions based on where I put my foundation and position myself. So if I'm positioning myself with my Heavenly Father who knows all good things anyway and gives it to me, I'm not going to go wrong. That's wisdom. There's 80-something-year-old men that are high school or junior high dropouts, but they're wiser than all the kids that have you know, college experience or whatever because they know to simplify it and make a sound decision from that knowledge. Yeah, that's good. I um, I was thinking... When I was first thinking about wisdom and my perspective of wisdom, because our our perspective of wisdom is probably not accurate. <laughs> you know, when I think of wisdom from heaven, I think about, well, God's going to give me this download and I'm going to have this big blueprint and then I'm going to strategically like walk this blueprint out and I'm going to know exactly what to do, when to do it. God can give, the, hev, the wisdom of heaven does not operate from my knowledge. That's, that's where we have to acknowledge that his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We can actually receive wisdom from heaven in an instant. I always thought wisdom was like, I sit with the Lord and I'm going to get this, you know, big old like download and then I'm going to follow through with it and I'm going to know exactly what to do. And sometimes that can happen, you know, it's, it's like, 
wisdom, it's like he takes our experiences through life. Everything that we've been through is never has been planned out by the Father. Every situation that every job you've had, every um, situ, every church um, position you've had, or uh, every situation in your life, the Lord can use and marry it with our knowledge of the Father as we learn of the Father. Marry those two things, and then we can apply wisdom to future situations based off the things that we've learned and experienced. And when we come to the Father, we we can get wisdom. You can be you could be sitting in a in a meeting with your boss, and the Lord can give you wisdom instantaneously. Um, a great example of this, um, Han and he, Dwayne's gonna give you a, a deeper um, understanding and, and probably read. And what came to me when I was thinking about this was there were these two women fighting over a baby and they go to King Solomon. That's my baby. No, that's my baby. And Solomon instantaneously gets, has wisdom on dealing with that situation. Go ahead, babe. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, so this is going to get real just right off the bat. Uh, so verse 16 starts off with, then two prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. Uh, the one woman said, oh, my Lord, this woman and I live in the same house. And I gave birth to a child while she was in the house. Then one of after I gave birth my Okay. Um, then on the third day after I gave birth, this woman also gave birth, and we were alone. There was no one else uh, with us in the house. Only we two were in the house. Um, and the woman's son died in the night because she lay on him. And she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while your servant slept and laid her at her breast and laid her dead son by my breast. When I rose in the morning to nurse my child, behold, he was dead. But when I took him, but when I looked at him closely in the morning, behold, he was not the child that I had born. But the other woman said, No, the living child is mine, and the dead child is yours. The first said, No, the dead, and so on, and so they're fighting. Then the king said, The one says, This is my son that is alive, and your son is dead. And the other says, No, but your son is dead, and my son is the living one. And the king said, bring me a sword. So a sword was brought before the king. And the king said, divide the living child in two and give half to the one and half to the other. Then the woman whose son was alive said to the king, because her heart yearned for her son, oh my Lord, give her to the living, give her the living child and by no means put him to death. But the other said, eh, he shall be neither mine nor yours. Divide him. 
Then the king answered and said, Give the living child to the first woman, and by no means put him to death. She is his mother. So Solomon here is able to take, you know, cut out the emotions, cut out, you know, I'm hearing this, I'm hearing that, how can I? He, I think, just took a moment to pause. He probably knew the love of, he, he knew, he knew, you know, a, a real mother who loves gave birth to a child. If this was really your child, there's no way, you'd rather lose them and have them have a life and hopefully a great life than, than, than sacrifice their life or, or have them go through hardship even if they had to be by your side. There's so many mothers who made that decision. Um, but it was right on the point. It was, it was wisdom. It was probably self-experience, but also knowing human nature to sit back a, a, and observe. Um, but it was an indication. I mean, again, Solomon's the one that of all things he could ask for, he said, God, let me have wisdom before all things. But I think Solomon also, I mean, he wrote Proverbs, right? A lot of that is just is wisdom that was granted and blessed and anointed upon him by God. And then a lot of things in there, too, were also, hey, let me tell you, I've been through this, and what is better? He's the one that says riches and gold and women and all of that is like folly. If you have a ton of it, at the end of the day, you can't take it with you. And really, what good was it all? You know, uh, and you could have, he's the one that had a thousand wives, but he's saying in all of it, really like the love of a good woman, if you, you know, you can't please a ton of women, you, you'd be blessed if you can please one. And it's coming from experience. Let me tell you, you know, he's saying, I've had, a, you know, having a thousand women. And if you, you are blessed if you could please truly one in your lifetime. So he's both getting from the Lord firsthand. Being having wisdom breathed upon him, but also smart enough to know because of such and such, and because I've gone through let me use. So this is just a prime example. It just pow right on the in the moment he was able to bring it out because it's been stirring up. This wasn't just like a one time thing, and this is not just a one time side. Yes. Can, are they not hearing me? Okay. I heard some of this Okay. Um, and so we're, you know, you want to take in, you want to take the moment and the time. Just like I say to my kids, take a moment and think. Distribute through all this information, everything you have, and make the right decision, but you're also coming from a clean heart. Uh, I think in the Ecclesiastics, that was also the main thing of it. What position are you coming from? In, in making a decision, um, I want to, you know, no good thing. Um, the Father doesn't hold any good thing. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor, and honor. No good thing does He withhold from those who walk uprightly. Wisdom is the number one thing you need to advance in life or have a good life. And the Father says, "I will withhold no good thing." Number one thing. You know, um, Solomon knew it. Let me ask for wisdom because everything else comes with it. God has said, you, you did right by asking for wisdom. You did uprightly by saying, if there's anything else I could have, just bless me with wisdom. And the father said, you did a good thing. Why? Because now I can, I can give you all the riches you could ever need. I can give you all the prestige and power and, and authority you could want. Why? Because you asked uprightly you sought your own heart 
and what is necessary to make good judgment and from good judgment, I can bless the socks off of you. You were wise. That that in itself was wise, and I'm just going to pour a moment onto you. Um, and also I want to say Proverbs 25, 2, it says, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out the matter. That's wisdom. That's that's literally wisdom. So like I'll why I want you to come after and 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 Sarah and I shared this, you know, why would God conceal something or hide something or make us seek after wisdom instead of just I'm just gonna throw it on you. I make you seek after why? Because we're gonna be in this together and we're gonna interact. I'm we're playing together. You are then going to know me. Why you're seeking after what I have for you, right? So you're coming. You have to stay, be by my side and learn from me and come to me. Rabbis, um, the whole position of a rabbi back in, in, in ancient times, when you sought after a rabbi and a teacher, this was going to be your life mentor. You literally took everything. You 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 walked with them. You lived with them. If you you know quote unquote, if you were going to a university or schooling, you know after a certain age, you picked that person that you were going to emulate. You were going to know that man because you were then going to become like that man. You weren't just going to get some knowledge from him and then walk away and do your own thing later. You lived it out with that man because you saw something in him that you desired and you wanted. We seek after the wisdom of God and all the things that will come with it. So we have to go do life and breathe breath with God. Seek it. I won't hold anything good from you. If you come and ask, if you come get it from me. Right. But that means you have to know me and spend time with me and we will bond on this. And that's his first and foremost. You are a child. You are a son or daughter of God. And that's the first thing that you are. And that's the first thing he wants of you. That's the main thing. And children are going to what? Spend time with their father. That's good. I, I think it, like you said, to seek out wisdom, to search it out. To seek it like um, King Solomon was speaking of, like it's precious, it's, it's like treasure, mm-hmm. and um, requires like an investment. <laughs> You're invested in this, w- this thing that you're seeking, which is wisdom. And <clears throat> also wisdom, I wanted to, I just wanted before before we wrap it up, I also wanted to say that wisdom is also a part of um, a gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. In 1 Corinthians 12a, it says, to one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another, a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. I was just telling my husband that when I think of the a word of knowledge, it's both of these are uh, kind of run in the vein of the prophetic. When I think of a word of knowledge and I think of the word of wisdom, and we, we know people um, that definitely operate in the word of wisdom, and we've known people that operate in the word of knowledge. Word of um, knowledge is when the Holy Spirit gives you facts about a person. So they'll be like, okay, you'll get this date in your head, like September 2nd. 1993 does that resonate with you people you know that's somebody operating from from a word of knowledge or they might say you know do you have a dog named Sally or whatever you know and they have this 
wisdom. And the reason why the Lord allows that to happen and he gives you word of knowledge, because then now he's got that person's attention. And then the word of wisdom that came to, it says it comes from the same spirit, of course. The word of wisdom is then how to apply um, what are, you know, it's like advice and directional type type instruction to the person of what to do next. So um, we've, you know, I, we, we know people that operate in these giftings and, and some of them have no idea, you know, this one guy in particular, his name's Matt Gonzalez, and, he, and he's had experiences where he's gone to like corporations and he doesn't know nothing about their business. But the Lord has led them there, and they are consulting with him, um, almost like a wise man. And he will get a word of knowledge first about the mm-hmm. about the business, and then it moves into a word of wisdom, where he he'll the Lord will then download a a piece of directional instruction, and he actually may not understand the full picture of what's happening. It's just an instruction from the Lord, and then. Um, and then the the, people, the business owners then take that information and then they decide make decisions based on on that and 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 um, because of how accurate and precise the Lord was in giving him the word of knowledge, they believe um, him and they act on it and then they are successful. So we can actually ask Holy Spirit for words of wisdom and our to. Ask, to every situation, whether it be finances, jobs, children, parenting, um, church decision, ministry decisions, why are we going to everybody else except for our Heavenly Father? And I, if, if there's nothing that you hear today, hear this. Right now, there's going to be a temptation to listen to the CDC, the government, the, the um, people groups, um, our society, or, or you have that, those times when you don't know what to do and you go to five different people to get, get wisdom. No, those are not the people. People are not who we need to get wisdom from. God is who we need to get wisdom from. And seeking it out, searching it out, spending time in a quiet place, sitting with him and waiting patiently for his instruction. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've had to sit before the Father and he had to teach me patience because Whenever I tried to act on, on, on other people's opinions or other people's ideas and everybody else's, um, you know, thoughts, it didn't lead me to anywhere, anywhere good. But when I sat patiently and decided I'm not moving and I'm not deciding and I'm not doing a darn thing until I hear from my dad, that's when miracles happen. That's when um, he opened up doors of opportunities. That's when he gave me words in my mouth to speak over people. And and sometimes it was he's God God's not concerned about when we receive the word of wisdom. He's not concerned. He's not gonna be like, oh, you know, I, I would I would prefer if he gave me a word of wisdom for for all next week. That would be great ahead of time. But he's not gonna do that because he's not concerned about that. He's not. He can give it to you in the second, in the moment. And that's when you know and you have the evidence of Holy Spirit knowing, oh gosh, that's definitely from my Heavenly Father because that came out of nowhere. You'll begin to speak and all of a sudden your train of thought where you were heading completely turns around and the Lord gives you something completely. Something, it, it, sometimes I've had a whole train of thought and then whatever came out of my mouth was nothing compared to what I was thinking. And I know that's Holy Spirit speaking through me. It had nothing to do with me. So... My encouragement for everyone today is to get wisdom. Get wisdom. 
not from a people, not from circumstances, people around you. Get wisdom from your dad. Get wisdom from your dad. Seek it out. Search it out. Wait patiently. Because he will give you the wisdom that you need. I mean, I, the, it, it, I mean, honestly, his grace is so sufficient that you can, you can trust him in this. You wait patiently, and when you're in that circumstance, and, you're, and your heart is positional, positionally towards him to know, to understand, to seek his knowledge, his understanding. He gives it freely. He gives it. It's, it's a gift. Holy Spirit, it's a gift. You, you're going you're, you're gonna to be blown away. You're going to be blown away when you position your heart, walk uprightly, and allow him to spit wisdom out of your mouth, and you're going to sit there and be like, what the heck just happened? So that's that's definitely what what um what I, if nothing else I just feel like that's what the Lord wants to do. He wants wants you guys to get wisdom to sit before Him to wait patiently. Thank you so much, um, everyone, for um, joining us today. If anybody joined the call um, and wasn't able to say hello, please um, hop on here and 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 sit and say hello so we can hear your beautiful voices and greet you. Good morning, this is Monica. Great declaration, you too. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, everybody. This is Rochelle. Great declaration. Good morning, Rochelle. Good morning, this is Sister Shante. Thank you so much for the declaration. Thank you. Good morning, Okay, um, if anybody would like to um, share anything about today's message or anything that's on your heart, feel free to um, unmute and, and um, we'd love to hear from you. Hi, guys. Hey, Mom. <laughs> yes. Um, just a comment on what you guys have already um, thrown out there. When you first started, when you both started with the topic of wisdom, the first person who came to mind was Solomon. And then you guys went over the topic um, very well. But um, just uh, my thought, I was just thinking that um, Solomon was rich. Right? He was a ruler. He had everything that he needs, everything he needed in his power. But he asked for wisdom. I remember back in the days, my granddad used to talk about, very often talk about Solomon and his wisdom. And then as kids, we used to say, What's up with Grandpa and this Solomon person? <laughs> but later on in life, we understood. Right? And he had everything in his power, right? He had a lot of knowledge, money, whatever, you name it. 
but he asks for wisdom because without wisdom, I don't think he would be able to do what he did. Wisdom completed Wisdom completed Solomon, let's put it that way. He had everything else, and he had wisdom, and that made him one of the greatest kings, one of the greatest rulers that has ever been mentioned. And I'm just thinking, in a time like this, for what's going on and everything that's going on, we all need wisdom. Because um, if we don't have wisdom and we don't have the Father for wisdom right now, a lot of us won't be able to handle what's going on. Because what's going on is of the enemy. And we just have to be wise. We just have to mm-hmm. ask his guidance, ask his wisdom to handle it. What's going on now? We can't handle by ourselves. There's no way we can handle it by ourselves. It doesn't matter how much um, of a Christian we are. We are Christ followers. It doesn't matter how great we think we are. In a time like this, in days like these, we just have to ask God for wisdom. Ask him for his guidance. Mm-hmm. Into Give us wisdom to handle what's going on right now. That's just my thoughts. You guys did a great job, as usual. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for your your points. Um, yeah, Solomon, I mean, everything that came to Solomon started from wisdom. Uh, he said, you know, there's there was no king of Israel like Solomon. Solomon's entire rule was in peace. His father was at war. David went through war almost from the, basically from the beginning, right? He he entered into authority through war and violence. And Solomon had peace his entire time, his reign. He taught, he was like, he was the university. Other kings came from countries and rulers came to learn from him. Um, But it all started from wisdom. He gained everything he did because that's what he first, he understood I need this, and then I can, like I said, make the right decisions. Be blessed right. beyond belief if I know how to, what to do with it. Right. Not just mm-hmm. that he had knowledge. He had, he had all the knowledge in the world that he needed, but he, he needed to have wisdom to handle all that. Yes. Amen. Hey, you guys. Um, I just had a thought. I, um, it's so amazing um, about Solomon. But before, <clears throat> excuse me, he had wisdom. He had the acknowledgement of who God was. So his heart and his dedication for the task, his heart, like we talk about it, the heart posture was first. In order, he knew that he couldn't do anything outside of himself. So if anything he could do, it had to be from God. So it started with this heart as we, as you guys talked about, and it's just amazing how, how 
when I when you read the story of how he distinguished who was the mom, you look at it it's like this man is crazy. You tell you talking about killing a baby, but that was the how other we how what other way would you be able to distinguish the true heart of a mom? It's a heart. It's, we talk about it as we talked about Noah yesterday and how he was dedicated and consistent to the father. So it, it starts with our dedication and our heart and the acknowledgement that we can do nothing without him. All the scriptures that, you know, you guys went through, awesome, just a great job. But it just um, just gave me an image of how Solomon had everything. But first, before I can do anything, I have to know, you know, what I'm dealing with. And I can't do anything until I seek the Father first. And my whole heart has to be sincere to him to him. So to God be the glory. Great, you guys. I think that's really good. Yeah, that when, the whole point of, I think this relationship even between Solomon and King David, Solomon, he, he had to have watched, observed his father in such a manner that he was like, living up almost trying to live up to an expectation that and and at some point must have said i'm not going to be able to do it (laughs) there's no way i can live up to my father king david you know like it's almost like you have to come to the end of yourself be like i can't do it i need something more i i it's not humanly possible true that's true and and so that's probably where he, where he went when he was like, I, you know what, I don't care about no riches. I, I want to live up to my up to what my dad suffered. King David didn't have peace during his reign, right? He he's like, I I can't I can't do this. I'm not gonna. And he, everything that David battled for for his it was for his for his son. And his son watched, observed. And so that's so powerful to me because I think of our children and, and sometimes we think we, we need to shelter them from the, the battles, right? When the enemy hits us, rather, even if it's in, in our emotions, we feel like we have to, we have to not see them in our vulnerable ability. And, um, and I just say, I'm just, I just call that bull crap because our kids, and I know kids have seen, and I used to feel guilty. Um, if they saw um, us battling something. And then I felt in, in my spirit, the Lord said, no, because guess what? They're also going to see you triumph. They're also going to see, see you come out of it. They're going to see your breakthrough. They're going to see where they're going to watch what you, you, and when things hit them, they're going to know what to do because they saw you. That's exactly what happened with King Solomon. He saw everything that his dad went and then he, he learned from it. He, that's where wisdom comes from, the experience. So he experienced what his dad went through. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not going there. I need, I need something bigger than that. God's going to have to, I'll do whatever it takes. I will sacrifice a thousand bulls in the enemy's camp and give tribute to the only living true God because I need wisdom. Such a good point you made there. And I think the second thing that I thought about and I forgot to mention was the fact that he said, you know, I have everything else, but I can't lead your people 
So he, he never took the focus off. It, nothing belongs to him. It says, um, the earth is the fullness, uh, the, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and all that dwells in it belongs to him. So in order to complete the task, he had to realize, again, where it all comes from. So the heart posture. So to God be the glory. I don't know about you. I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> that is so good. So good. So good. Good morning. This is Priscilla. Thank you guys for the declaration. You guys did an awesome job and um appreciate you, your teaching and spending time with the Lord and getting your perspective and insight so you can share with us. Really appreciate your spirits. Um, quick question, because I missed this first, and it was toward the very end of your declaration where you mentioned a verse out of uh, Corinthians. I want to say it was First Corinthians, but I didn't get the verse. Do you recall it? It's First uh, Corinthians twelve eight. There we go. Okay. And that was That's about me. the gift of wisdom. Okay. And knowledge, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning, Sarah. This is Barbara and Elsa Bronte. Thank you. Good for morning, you. Barbara. It was very, um, very inspirational. Now, you were talking about the steps of wisdom, and you said turn, turn your heart to know, and then yes, to search, seek, and search, and then mm-hmm. speak wisdom. <clears throat> it comes. Yeah, it comes out of Ecclesiastes 7.25. Okay. And then you said um, discernment is a byproduct of wisdom. Isn't that what you said? Yes. And then you said seek to know the enemies, the blank of the enemy. I, I missed the word. Seek to know the something of the enemies. The scheme. <clears throat> the scheme of a thing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The scheme Thank of a thing. So yeah. That's also in that verse too in Ecclesiastes. It's really, it's really a great verse. It's really just a. It, when I read it, I was like, that, that is a step-by-step formula for us. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Does anyone else um, have any questions or feedback or thoughts? Again, thank you for joining us today. Dwayne's going to... Go ahead and pray over you all, and we just hope you have um, a fabulous fourth. Daddy, I thank you for the the blessing of this day and, and this teach and this time with you. I thank you, Father God, that we could commune with you 
um, and 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 uh, just turn to you and the words that you would have. I thank you, Lord God, for the words that you gave Sarah and I, and um, this time uh, that you used to to love on your children uh, and to pour into us. Uh, Father God, I pray in the celebration of uh, our country's independence, um, Lord, that it is a safe one uh, for everyone. I pray, Father God, we can uh, reflect, Lord God, that um, we we have freedom physically here and nation nationally here, but also, Lord God, I pray for the internal freedom, Lord God, um, in spirit and in truth for all of us. I pray, Father God, that uh, for a continued, um, we, we get our true salvation and freedom from you and life from you. And I pray, Lord God, that we also reflect upon that. We give the honor where it is due. Um, much like uh, it was spoken on here, Lord God, that um, everything, the, the world is yours. Whatever is in our scope of influence, whatever we have authority in, whatever we can claim, um, and, and whatever you give us as territory, Lord God, to minister onto and bless in your name, it's it all it's all yours. It all starts from you. Um, so, Father God, I pray that our hearts posture is that, Lord God, everything and all things come from you and are yours. May we be good stewards of what you've given us. Um, and most importantly, uh, our hearts. May we be good stewards of our hearts and turn to you for your wisdom, turn to you for your guidance, turn to you, Father God, for everything, big and small. And grant us peace in this day, I pray. Amen. Love you, everybody. Have a great Fourth of July. Happy Fourth. Thank you. Happy Fourth. Have a blessed day, everyone. Love y'all. Have a blessed day. Thank you.